Welcome to the Workshop Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, and joining me today for this episode, this five-minute Monday that might run longer than five minutes because I'm talking to my wife, is my wife. That's hurtful. Why? You're implying that I can't, like, that I always make it go over time. No, I just enjoy talking to you so much that it tends to go over time, over the five minutes anyway. Okay, I'll let it slide. Thank you. Anyway, so today's topic we've been talking about for the last couple days, and it is when to ask for help, or is it okay to ask for help? or you should ask for help. So you've probably seen on my social media, I've been posting a few look at these interesting tools videos, and we've been helping my wife's parents prep for a move. And as a consequence, we're going through your grandpa's and great grandpa's tools and kind of sorting them out. And we've been talking about for ourselves, we tend to be the people who want to help and not necessarily be helped. (laughs) Yep. But as many of you, most of you know, um, I'm currently on disability because of my hands and so I can't work. And so this has been an experience where, to be truthful, we've had to ask for a little bit of help because, I mean, I just, just the way things work out, right? Uh, (laughs) Money's tight when you're living on disability. And going back to school. And going back to school. And have three children. And have three kids. And are homeschooling due to neurodiversity issues. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about about that subject then, about is it okay to ask for help? And our conclusion is... Did we get a conclusion? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is where you want to go with it, but something that I was thinking about was, I think for me, a lot of the reason that I don't ask for help is because I don't ask until I'm already at the point of collapse. And then when you do ask for help at that point people can't just jump up and jump in as fast as you need it because you're already in such a big, you know, like I've already fallen out of the boat and I'm calling for help, but the Coast Guard's not there. And so then in my mind, it's, oh, they don't want to help me or uh, more like down to earth. Like I don't call you to help me with something until I want you to help me like now. And then I go, don't, then I get frustrated when you're not like understanding the urgency of my plight which might not actually be that urgent, but I feel like it is at the time. And so then in my head, I think I mentally correct you. He doesn't want to help me. So I'm not going to ask for help next time either because he didn't want to come and help me. Yeah. I think that's kind of the conclusion that we came to when we were talking about it as we were driving yesterday is, is when you're asking for help, when you're in a crisis situation, it's often too late Mm -hmm. to ask for help because you're in the crisis situation where if, whereas if you ask for help prior to that moment, then you can often avoid the crisis situation. And so, for example, sometimes I will get a shout for help from the kitchen and I'll go into the kitchen and you'll be fending off a child with your foot while standing over the open oven door, Mm -hmm. holding a hot pot with both hands, trying to keep the two-year-old from falling onto the oven and getting burned. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas, you know, like anticipating that, could be a problem in the future. You can prevent that by asking for help. And so it doesn't even become a crisis situation. It just, it's just completely prevented. Well, perhaps if you had come when I called for help with the child in the first place. Yes. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, it can. And and I think that there's lots of instances where we can have it like preventatively, where we can preventatively ask for help or we can reach out to someone or we can analyze a problem more effectively so that it doesn't get into crisis mode. Um, because by the time you're in crisis mode, I feel like you're already convinced that whatever help you get, whoever you ask is only doing it because you're in crisis too. And, and you train 
that pattern of thought in your brain and it's trained in our brains the way that we go to school, right? You don't have to go in and get extra help from the teacher until you're not doing well. Until you're already failing. Right. If you And you don't have to go up and get help in unless you don't understand the question. And for me, that created blocks. I don't know if it's for everybody, but for me, it creates blocks because I don't want people to know that I don't get it. And I think um, understanding a little bit more about neurodiversity and stuff, like I can see why that's a problem for me and maybe not for other people, but um, for a lot of creative people that I know, it is a problem because you feel like you've done something wrong. Yeah, you're a failure because you have to ask for help when in actual fact, you're probably going to be more successful by asking for help. It's it's like a... It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Yeah. You you assume that it's going to be worse or that somebody's going to be upset by you asking them or they're no longer going to be your friend or they're going to think that you're weak or incapable or there's all of those things that go through your head. Yeah, and and when you're in a when you're in a crisis situation, it goes to that statement of high emotions, low intelligence, right? Yeah. And so when you're in that crisis situation and everything is really super stressful, you have a high emotion um, going on in your brain. Your by default, your intelligence goes down, so you're not thinking as clearly. And so there are those instances where you think, "Oh no, I'm in this crisis. Everybody hates me now," which then makes the crisis that much worse. So whether it's a whether it's a mental health thing or whether it's a creative thing. If you are looking ahead and and planning to ask for help, that's one thing. But there's also a there's also an opportunity to just occasionally reach out and you know, hey, would you mind helping me with this? Well, and I think there's a, there's a point which instead of having to ask for help, you can ask for, hey, can we collaborate? You're better at this. I'm better at this. Can we work together on this? For so many things, and especially in like creative pursuits, it's okay that you're better at this than I'm better at this part. Um, but I think we get that all or nothing thinking and we either have to do it all or we can't do any of it. And if we miss part of it, then we failed. Yeah. I think quite often with creative people, it's that way, you know, like you, I want to do it all. I, I mean, I, I'm victim of that a lot is that I want to be able to do everything perfectly when in actual fact, I, I can't. And so in order for me to excel, I do need to ask for help to get to a higher level than I'm capable of by myself. And, and I think there's a flip side to this too, um, especially with parenting, is knowing when it's too much help. Like if you're giving the help or asking for the help, there is a point where it's like, okay, here's this bit or you can do that bit. But like knowing when to pull back a little bit so you're not creating like a codependent helping relationship too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, when you're disempowering somebody by taking away their, their yeah. ability and self-drive to do something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes that's what happens or when I lose my like creative spark is if I've like finally been like, oh, I can't do this. I need some help. And then somebody takes it farther than I thought I needed help in. And then I'm like, well, clearly I can't do this. And that project never gets touched again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm, uh, I've been thinking about like from a mental health perspective, you have that, you, you get to the point of, of crisis in your head and and then everything becomes worse. And so maybe it's important for us as individuals to normalize for us just asking for help, you know, being honest about when people, when people ask, hey, how was your day today? I mean, I mean, I don't think it's like, there are like some people we know that, you know, cry over spilled milk and, uh, you know, oh no, I stuck my finger in a vacuum and now I'm sad. But, but then the, the other extreme is, is there's other people who don't, 
ask for help until, you know, they're on death's door. And, and, and both situations are a problem. But if we're going to err on the side of caution, it's probably better to be complaining about the little things. And maybe, maybe not complaining is not the right word. You know, when people ask, how was your day? Don't just say, oh yeah, it was, it was fine. If you had a rough day, say, oh yeah, it was a rough day today. A little bit stressed. And, and then that kind of normalizes that, you know, understanding of, of everybody has stress. Everybody needs help every once in a while. And so if you're willing to talk about it, then hopefully we'll never get to that crisis point. Does that make sense? I think so. I, I, I do think talking about it. And I think especially when you're in a relationship, it's important to establish those boundaries and to be okay saying to your partner, like your husband, your wife, whoever it is, just be like, hey, I need help, but I only need you to help me this much. I don't need you to take it beyond. I need you to reach that off the shelf for me. I don't then need you to open it or to take over making supper or whatever. Not not that you do that. You don't. But, but you know what I'm saying? And I also need to be careful that I don't do that with our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, when they ask for help and you want to be like, oh, yeah, let me pick you up and cuddle you and take that all away. And you don't have to do it anymore. That's not actually helping them. Yeah, to some extent that's detrimental. Yeah. So did we answer our question yet? Or are we still confused on when it's appropriate to ask for help and when it's not? I don't... <sighs> I don't think there's a like, no, you can't ask for help ever point, right? But I do think that there is a point where you have to, um, and maybe that's where it comes into. It comes into self-reflection and pre-planning to help that become less. So you're not always asking for help in a crisis because then you're training yourself to think that you can't do things. Yeah, that's probably the most important thing is to, is to, I mean, if you are in crisis and you need help, by all means, ask for help. Don't, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But, get help. But, but think then about it. Start to, to work towards where you're planning to a point that you can anticipate what you're going to need. And I think that's something that I struggle with a lot is not looking at it until it is a crisis. And so I think if I could step back and plan out a little better and see where I'm going to need help and realize it's okay, then I can't reach that. It's okay that I'm not able to keep the two-year-old away from the oven and get the cast iron bread pan out that's really heavy with feeling like she's going to be safe without having help in the room. There are those things that I you can plan out. And then there's also going to be, um, that's going to reduce my anxiety. It's going to mean that I'm not yelling at the two-year-old because I'm scared she's going to get burnt. So it's going to, you know, reduce her levels of stress and all of those kinds of things. So yeah, I think that pre-planning and then that self-reflection at the end of the day, hey, you know, that five-minute journal, the jot down, I asked for help with this. This was really great. It'll help to retrain your brain so yeah. that you start making better patterns of asking for help. So I think the overall is ask for help more than you are necessarily doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking in a, like a shop perspective or in a creative perspective, I find myself working with like a large piece of plywood or, or something. And I struggle myself to get the job done, whatever it may be. When I could just run into the house and say, hey, can you come out and help me for two minutes to manhandle this thing? And instead, I end up doing some sort of sketchy cut in order to to, to get the job done when I could have just, you know, taken the exact same amount of time and asked for help. And even though I came out to the other end unscathed, I definitely would have been unscathed had I had some help. And you don't always come out unscathed. I usually do. I don't. I'm not going <laughs> to not gonna talk about my, my injuries. <clears throat> Anyway. No, but but I, yeah, I think that's that's it, right? Like, don't push yourself to the point of crisis always. Start to recognize that asking for help is a normal part of your life. But I think most of us associate that with, like, shame and stuff from our childhood. And if we can start to change that narrative, not only will it help us in our personal lives, our creative lives, in the shop, 
but it will also help our children to be healthier and and more emotionally resilient as they get older. Yeah, and, and on that too is like if you're if you ask somebody for help, then they know it's okay for them to ask you for help as well. And at the end of the day, people are social beings. We're I mean, that's why social media is a thing. It's because I mean, as much as as much as I claim that I would just like to have my cave in the wilderness and never talk to anybody again. That's actually not You'd entirely true. Well, I'd miss you for sure. But I mean, the fact that I'm on social media and I'm interacting with people on a regular basis, I do, I would miss that. And it is because people are social beings and we are designed, evolved, take your, your pick of the semantics of it. We're, we're meant to work together, to build a community, to work together because, because no man is an island. No, you know, all, all of those cliche metaphors that people use, they're true. We, we do need to reach out to other people to ask for help. And whether that's physical help or mental help or, or just somebody to listen to, those things are very important. Yeah. And asking for that help doesn't mean you are deficient. No, it means you're human. Yeah. And it, I think it actually means that you're more in tune with yourself and things going on with you. Like I actually think that the asking for help makes you stronger, not weaker. If you're, uh, and with the caveat of it not always being when you're in crisis, if you're able to start asking for help and getting that to a point where that's a normal, natural part of how you're doing things and you're stopping seeing that asking for help as somebody saving you and starting to see it as collaboration. Yeah. Maybe that's the key actually is, is collaboration because we don't, none of us want to be the burden on anybody else. Mo well, I'll take that back. Most of us don't want to be, have everything done for us. Like we want to be independent people. But if we, if, we, like you said, if we normalize that asking for help and, and avoiding getting into the crisis situation, we'll ultimately be better off as individuals and as a community in general. Agreed. I think that's a great point to end on. That's good to me. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, should ask for a five-star review. If you like my wife, go on to Apple Podcasts <laughs> and leave her a five-star <laughs> review and say she's great. Um, if you don't say she's great, I'll block you. Um, Not I that I can block you on reviews. It's worked. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, leave us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. Uh, you can also also check out the Patreon stuff for the bonus content with other guests that get posted. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot them to questions at workshoptherapypodcast.com and we'll get them on. If you record them as a voice memo, I'll just insert them in here and uh, we can listen to your dulcet tones and respond to them appropriately. It'd be exciting to have a question. It would be very exciting to have a question. Nobody sent any in yet. I know. Send well, I'm questions. saying it would be exciting to have a question. I mean, I have a zillion questions, but to have somebody else's question would be exciting. Yep. Anyway, signing off. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, I just want to say thank you to all the patrons of the Workshop Therapy Podcast. You guys make this show possible. If you're finding the show helpful and want to support it, there are a few tiers, including a simple $1 a month option to just say thanks. For $5 a month, you get access to the patrons-only video and podcast that has the pre-show and post-show in addition to the regular podcast all in one feed. We all know the good stuff happens after the official mics are off, right? If you can't support financially, I totally understand, but I'd love it if you left a five-star review or told a friend about the podcast.